0: Contrast, uncle, yeah you know that's us, where we only speak the real and the real rock with us, where we motivate the people and the politic on success, oh no we ain't DJ Kelly but they when we the best, contrast, uncle, contrast.
1: had in. It's Contrast Uncut. It's season four, episode 11. Man, big shout outs to Uncle Snoop's Army and Bobby D Presents. I appreciate you, brothers. It's your host, Zylo, aka DJ One Dollars. like I won some money. Today, ladies and gentlemen, we got a really, really dope special guest. You know, he's real, real royalty when it comes to this music, when it comes to Rhythm and blues. When it comes to that funk sound, he's from the P. Pomona, California, with over thirty years in the industry. He's a recording artist, singer, songwriter, entrepreneur, owner of the independent label Buddy Boy Entertainment. This brother is the hook master when it comes to that funk sound. You know, he he's the son of legendary Motown Records composer and member of the you know the original Funk Brothers, Jerry Long, singer, senior. He's one of the most featured artists there are when it comes to this music, with his sound being one of the most sought-after voices in the game. He's worked with some of the greats in the game. You know, Uncle Snoop, Dr. Dre, Eazy-E, Ice Cube, W.A. Above the Law, Fody, Nipsey Hussle, just to name a few. And if you don't know who I'm talking about by now, it's all good. We got our episode to chop it up with the OG. Cocaine, everybody. What's happening? All right.
0: You know, these things be popping
1: up. How you doing, man? Nice to be on the show. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Shit, nah, I'm more honored to be talking to you, bruh. Shit, you know, you got that voice, bruh. Like, you know, your voice stands out. Like, you know, you ever you ever hear people when they're trying to get in the game, they're like, you know, what's something that you can do to like, you know, help get yourself on? You got to stand out. You got to separate yourself. And when you hear your voice, brother, it's, it's you know, it's iconic.
0: Man, I appreciate that, man. You know, all glory to the Most High, man, He give you those uh, gifts. And, uh, you know, I've been fortunate enough to be in the game a long time and still being requested. So Mm -hmm. it's a
1: blessing. Man, speaking (laughs) of time, time's the most finite thing we have on this earth, so I got to make sure I tell you from the jump. I appreciate you coming on the show. Appreciate your time and fucking with the viewers and me.
0: Absolutely, man. I mean, y'all most important, man. Y'all get the word out there, you know, while we campaign. And so I just appreciate all the love, real talk.
1: So, cocaine, tell, tell, tell the listeners, what is it like a normal 24 for you?
0: Say that again? Sorry about that.
1: It's all good. Uh, what's Tell the listeners, the viewers, what's a normal 24 hours for you?
0: Uh, get up, say my prayers, do my little workout. Make sure I get my cup of teas and make sure you get your supplements. And then I start my day off, you know, uh I close my eyes for like 15 minutes and imagine how I want my day. You know, it's something about the, the power of positive thinking that can manifest anything that you want. You really tap into that fourth and fifth dimension. know yeah. that I understand the science of that. <clears throat> but that's basically it. And uh, it's either getting on the phone, talking about business or chopping it up with my business partner who happened to be my wife, who's also the vice president of Buddy Boy Entertainment. Ooh making sure, you know, I uplift my kids every single day, you know, and make sure they're encouraged. You know, I believe one soul is measured on what you do for yourself, but what you do for others. And God blessed me enough to have a beautiful family. Then after that, you know, after that is established, you know, God and family first and make sure I take care of self. And then it's off to the races at the studio, the Batcave. Now it's interesting being in the Batcave, uh, because that's your whole world and I you know I don't like a lot of yes people around me you know what I mean not unless I invite you so it's always good whenever I go in the studio it's just me and the engineer and we're able to tap into the universe and the universe speaks to us so it comes out exactly you know how you know the feeling is and the groove is every time I you know go to the studio so in 24 hours, that's that in a nutshell. I really don't hang out. Uh, you got to be careful where you put your energy and those that you have in your life. You know, it's six thousand four hundred seconds in a day. I don't have one second to spend on negative energy or you know, giving it, giving it like that. So, you know, that's basically it in the nutshell as far as 24 hours. You know, that's that's my Jiffy Popcorn secret to cocaine.
1: Hmm. I got to give you something from the jump, too, brother. I got to give you your flowers for being a dedicated father and husband. Salute, respect. And, you know, you you did something real smart there. You said, that's something I'm trying to do with my wife and, and get my kids into the whole game is that, you know, you involve them in it. You know, right. it's one thing to be on the outside trying to figure it, out, figure it out, but it's another thing to take the time to explain it and help them understand so that, you know, moving as one, you can grow as one, and the powers is one.
0: Absolutely. I mean, that works best for me. I didn't try all the crazy things and different avenues of, of so-called success, but it's nothing more successful, not on materialistic things, but mostly spiritual things and things that's gonna allow you to ground your wire. Because I have a beautiful wife, I've been with her, married 29 years, been with her for 36 and eight kids by the same woman. It allowed me to grow, you know, and everything in life is about yin and yang. so. You know, she allowed me to grow, you know, as a person, as an individual, and, and as a businessman. And you got to have someone solid in your corner that's going to be willing to wake up every morning and smell your funky-ass breath and tell you, you know, who's who. And, uh, you know, I've been blessed, blessed enough to have a virtuous queen and, and uh, beautiful eight children. And it's always good, you know, I, I thank God every single day that I'm able to have the, the baton down to my children, and they take it upon themselves and things that they acquire to to be able to take it to the next level. So I done rock with a lot of people on stage. I've done a lot of things, a lot of business with your who's who. I don't really name drop. You got to look it up on Google. You can look it up. But one of the things that is relevant, in my humble opinion, for uh, my whole get down, is seeing my ba- my family in business. Like my wife is the vice president, the kids are on board, I have kids do graphics, and it's also in the administrative field. I have artists, you know, so I done rocked a lot of stages on my 30 year plight. I done done business on my 30 year plight, but ain't nothing more royal and blessing enough to do business and rock the stage with your family.
1: I'm going to tell you right now, brother, I'm learning and soaking right now. You know, I tell everybody, don't be the fly in the room. Be the sponge. Soak that game up because right now he's telling everybody, you know, what's the key to happiness at the same time and making sure what's the spirit of everybody to level up and right. teach everybody how to do everything because the game is so big. This tree is one thing, but plan A connects to plan B, plan C, plan D, all goes back to A. It's just branches. Yeah, well, you know, you got to be careful.
0: Uh, what you labor for. You you can labor labor in foolishness and you get foolish results. So what you put out in the universe, you know, the universe is going to perpetuate that back to you. You know what I mean? So sometimes, you know, a lot of people fall off and a lot of independent great artists get muttered by a bunch of retarded things out there and they give up. You know, my thing is, you know, when you look at the cocaine story, it shows you, it lay out a blueprint of all these things that I was able, in a very humble way, to be a part of the G-Funk movement, NWA movement, all these different fashions and revelations, you know. But one of the things that, that, that kept me alive and keep me one of the most requested is that this is what I do as cocaine. Jerry Long is who I am. So I like to give them the audience and young artists that are upcoming to let them know it's not it's not enough for you to just be creative and have talent. What's behind the person? What's going to allow you to, to sustain when it's rainy days? What's going to allow you to to be patient with yourself? Because a lot of artists give up because they're not patient with themselves. You know, so if anything that, that when you when you read upon the cocaine story or one thing that you can identify is some of the things that you go through in order to get to. You can identify. I have been through down on drugs at one point in my life. Very functional, though. I have been through, you know, a bunch of hangups with record companies and monies and the assets frozen and royalties and at disarray. But one of the things that kept me afloat is to always stay determined. And if anything that you treasure you know the most is going you're going to get the most stones thrown at you you know what i mean so i was able to get through those stones by having a beautiful wife and family and i'm here to to inspire
1: a whole next generation yes now my brother we going to dig a lot into to the history i got a quote for you let me know how this quote relates to you or if it doesn't the ideas i want you to talk about it and you know i take these quotes cuz you know i go with the feeling i'm all big on the feeling so let me know Right. Funk is fun, and it's also a state of mind. But it's all the ramifications that a state of mind. Once you've done the best you can, funk it, George Clinton. All right.
0: Well, you can't put it no better, man. That's that's the mecca, that's the dime, You know what I mean? It came from him, and and it's 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 tribal, man. When, you know, when you think about funk, funk came out of it derived from slavery. You know, rhythm, blues, rock and roll, all these forms. And it was through that degradation and, and abuse and all that shit that cultivated the style of music that is so popular that we explained from R&B, rhythm and blues, rock and roll, uh, rap, uh, funk. And James Brown and brothers like that and Richard Little and all those cats were able to to have a deep impact coming out of that. You know what I mean? And Cab Calloway and, you know, they was breakdancing even back in the 20s. So what you think is is new, really ain't. It's been cultivated. And then it's a blessing how George Clinton and Parliament and them picked up on, you know, James Brown and the JBs and Sly and the Family Stone. So now it's tribal. It's a handing down the baton. Which makes it so good because that's where era we came from, you know. When we had music like Marvin Gaye, George Clinton, Bucci in the Rubber Band, uh, Donny Hathaway, Curtis Mayfield, those music identified with the sign of the times, with what's going on, and it helped life a lot better. I mean, you could turn on, you could turn on a record, or a funky ass record, or a soulful funky record. And I don't care what day you was going through. Maybe your girl might left you. Maybe you in jail. Maybe whatever it is. It always, those frequencies translated over to our spirit, and it helped life better. That's what music is meant for. it, It will kill, destroy, or build, inspire, wherever it is. And it stopped being that way for a minute. For the last, really, 10 years, it's starting to come back on the hunt because it's a damn virus out here. It's a racist president. Music need to identify with what's going on. And now the jive and the tap dance thing is starting to be put back on the lower lower totem pole because people need music to help them through their day. It doesn't always have to be, you know, I'm trying to say the lung foundation and I got a dream all the time. That's cool. That's, That's supposed to be me. But it could be a simple song like, man, I heard a cocaine song and it was funk. I had a bad day at work, but it helped me get wiggle my bones. And that's what line I get out of George Clinton. You know, funk is a reflection of the ghetto, is a reflection of slavery, is a reflection of uh, the White House is is white, but paint the body House black. You know, funk, it, it goes against the political agenda. You know, back in the word back in the days, funk was considered a bad word, like fuck. You know, but anything that, that is that is, that, is, that comes from that suppression, you know, just like we spin the word nigga and just like we spin the word dope, you know what I'm saying? It's always ruffles the feather of your status quo. And that's what hip hop, that's what funk did. And to be able to see George Clinton and all those heavy cats, even Larry Blackman, I can name so many, still here to uh, challenge the status quo, not through just music, but just actually standing up to get our rights for black artists and artists in general that got fucked by so many companies. You know, the eyes are starting to open now. So that's what folk represents. It just don't represent the music, it represents against the political agendas with the record companies, against uh, 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 suppression in the hood. And if you ain't got those type of qualities, you got Doobie in your funk. You know what I'm saying? And George Clinton said, could you imagine Doobie in your funk? Dude! So, basically, you know, Uncle George is amazing, man. That's that's one of our meccas. Him and Bootsy Collins and so many greats out there. And, they showed me so much, man. I would never be where I'm at without being inspired by Curtis Mayfield, Barry White's Department Experience, uh, Malia, rest in peace from the Brides of Funkenstein, and Gil Scott here, Ron. It's like now I'm glad the world is starting to get back to that because they need the funk. Yes. You know I mean, funk not only
1: moves,
0: it can't really move.
1: Yes, yes. Facts, brother. I want to ask you, did the game choose you or did you choose the game?
0: Oh, man. When I was traveling up that fallopian tube, I knew I was the egg out of my 100 million that was playing, that wanted to get to that, the sperm cell, that wanted to get to the egg. And I did that. Uh, my dad, you know, was an incredible writer, arranger, composer, orchestra. In fact, his sound was a key component to the Motown sound without Jerry Long Sr records like Just My Imagination, Papa was a Rolling Stone, Keep On trucking, Slew a hit from Martin Gay, Donna Ross, uh, Four Tops. He was the man over there. Yeah. You know what I saying? Mean? He was the one that supplied and wrote most of the music and translated, you know, like when certain producers over there, like Whitfield and all those cats, they would... He was the technician. Jerry B. Long Sr. is the legendary Jerry B. Long Sr. I'm Jerry B. Long Jr., the son of Motown legendary Jerry Long. So music has always been in my DNA since I was knee high to a third. You know, I used to go in and my dad would I, I caught him in a session with uh, one of the OJs back in the 70s. Now I was a little shorty, you know what I mean? But I knew this was where I wanted to be since I came out the womb. They said I was all I was having rhythm at two months, you know? You know some some things you know what parents told me that i didn't understand it yet but it was like a mothership man like wow so i used to emulate um back in my early teens i used to emulate george clinton in parliament and basically you know we come from we kind of like cheated we had hip-hop explosion we had the funk and so it was like wow and then your grandparents would always play those 45 records. You know what I mean? So we had the best of all these worlds and it just made a big impact on me. So, you know, I used to try to sound like Curtis Mayfield back in 83, 84. And it's just not by chance that the style cultivated something else because I was inspired by those greats. But this didn't happen overnight, man. It's been over 30-something years cultivating this style and never given up on myself. And now, you know, it's just a blessing to see the impact it has on my children, number one, and my family, and then number two, to see the impact that it has on generations after generations, because that's three generations. that was raised off cocaine. Certain people didn't even know I was on songs, but they know the voice instead of the face. But now via, because of media, we're finding, you know, in Cats Like Yourself, the Mystique is finally breaking open. Who's this green eyed monster behind all these hooks over 4,000 something features? It's the legendary cocaine. Oh,
1: come on now, bro. Funk upon a rhyme was like you know, my first introduction to you way back when. And right. so my question to you is, like, what would sure. you consider your first confirmation that you know, this is yo, this is what you're supposed to do? You're supposed to follow that that inside intuition that's telling you to keep going.
0: Well, you know, my cousin, Cole 187, from the notorious group, legendary group called Above the Law. Uh, Gregory Hutchison, uh, he's a little bit older than me, but I was always following behind him because things didn't happen overnight for him and Above the Law as well. It was years of putting in work. He would always do talent shows, and I was inspired from my pops and him. And Uncle Willie Hutch, rest in peace. For those that don't know Willie Hutch, look that up. You'll oh, be surprised who he is. The Mac, I'll be there. All that. But then Colt 187 always used to do shows, and he said, "Man, he always used to give me pointers." And he said, "You dope, you dope, you dope." It's like once I really get put on, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get you, Cuzo, little Cuzo. So in the beginning of 1989, I had lost contact with them. well, Hutch. For like two years, and then we reconnected over at I Candy's house uh, in Pomona, California. And he said, man, it's time. Cause I walked in, I, I, I heard that it was with Easy. And I started liking Easy through, you know, Boys in the Hood. And I was like, damn, it'd be cool to hook up with them. But I didn't know above the law was LinkedIn yet. So I went over at Candy's house, he told me, What's up? And I'm like, oh, that's cool, man. That's real cool. You know, KMG was over there at Gold Mac, Total Chaos. And we said, we, you know, Hutch said, I'm trying to get you, man. He said, but you got to change your name. Because my name was given by my grandmother, rest in peace, raised me. My name was called MCJ Golden. Because my eyes, you know, funny color eyes. He said, man, we got to, you know, all respect to granny, but I got a new name for you. And I said, what's that, Hutch? And he said, Cocaine. I sat back for like no more than like 10 seconds. I said, that's dope. I said, that's dope. <laughs> Nobody, because there was an NWA, Niggas with Attitude, about the law, so it went no secret to controversy with Ruthless Records. So I accepted the name, you know, in 89, and we worked on a three song demo at Jimmy Hightrack Studio in Pomona. Shout out to Jimmy and uh, a cat by the name of Laylaw, who was a contributor member of uh, N.W.A. as well, and all the Straight out of uh shit, you know, Laylaw. He had a, couple, a production company called Law House Production, so I signed the production through that, and then he turned it over to Easy, you know, and when Easy heard it, it didn't take him long to sign me. He was like, God, dog, cocaine bus, and this comes from Eric, you know, cocaine bus, he sings, he do all this, he's like, one man band, hell yeah. So that landed me the deal, but I had to wait one year to put out my record in 1991, because I had to wait on Above the Law. Above the Law, Living Like Hustlers came out in 1990. But we finished our project in 1990, and uh, that's, that's the beginning of a whole lot of things to come from that 1990 point.
1: Oh, so it's like a 30 year anniversary damn near. Ah, uh, it is. Actually,
0: thirty-one. When I first started making records, uh, my first record, it didn't do that good. Was with Uncle Willie Hutch. Uh, we recorded that. I remember like it's yesterday in Canoga Park, and it came out in '87. Didn't do that good. So, I've been serious about doing records since '84, uh, '85.
1: Damn. And what's amazing is that you recognize something you like, but you also put your spin to it so you fill the void. So that, you know, once again, you stand out. And that's something that, you know, I always, always taken a liking to, because I, I won't lie to you, you know, it took a long time from the album covers. They didn't really like putting people's faces on there and stuff, so it took right. a long time to grow to know who you were. And yeah, so- we
0: had, we were doing something that was different. Since the name was Cocaine, when you see Funk upon a rhyme, we got the Razor Blade. We were, we were ahead of our time before you, Joey cracks, before Brothers was really harmonizing on records and rapping at the same time like they're doing. Cocaine was one of the first.
1: But it's also during the time that that was like at its highest point, like especially being in the LA area. That, you know, Cali was really hot for it. It was moving. And so oh, yeah. you go back to well, the history. So it makes sense because, you know, you get all these different things and vibes and feelings. And boom, it hits the name. So it's like, okay, okay, man, you popping right now?
0: Right. Well, you know, you can you can blame that on West Coast hip hop. We got our own side. You know, we wanted to do different from the East Coast, and East Coast would always be up on game faster than the West Coast. But we had our own swag, our own language, everything, and think cats like you know Scotty D, who was a big promoter. Uh, really how the West was won. That was his thing, how he put it out there. Uh, Doug Young, uh, Foot, Rest in Peace, Record pools Violet Brown. They were the, the push on the West Coast. And then you had cats like Bobby, Jimmy, and the Critters. You had cats like Mix Master Spade, Rest in Peace, and,
1: and,
0: and, and Mix Master Ken. You had uh, uh, General. You had The Glove. You had Dre. You had Ice-T. All these things, from even from Easy e perspective, he was able to pick up that and become a West Coast Russell Simmons. But everything happened derived. The timeline derived from that. And you can't leave none of that out. You know, above the law, they, they were one of the most considered one of the most prolific groups ever. You know, they was called notorious above the law. So prior to that, you know, um, Puffy, uh, Biggie Smalls. I mean, they were in love with above the law cocaine and easy. Eat. You know, years later, me and Puffy talked about it on the island in Miami, like, you know, we heard of a notorious above the law, so we start calling big, notorious B I G. There's a lot of hidden influence above the law had from words like ball to chronic. Um let alone making up G-Funk, you know what I mean? We didn't anticipate that it would have a global phenomenon and really crocheted into the fabric of hip-hop culture, you know, but it's just like, just like Facebook. It wasn't created by somebody, but the twins did the patent, and we were able to be like that, man, and years later, you know, take the bitter with the sweet. It's a blessing to be alive to really fill in those gaps for people that just didn't know, you know? And it makes people feel good because they wanna know, man, how was it like being around pop? How was it like being an architect at g Funk? How was it like uh, just certain stories that you can't speculate on? You had to be a disciple and a participant of those times. And I was blessed enough to still be here, still making good music, but handing down the baton and becoming an elder and teaching people, the this is what you need to sustain, not your creativity. You need to sustain with, with everything, all the bullet points of wisdom. Because if you don't, man, this is the worst business to be in, man. One of the worst industries that'll take you for a ride. You might even lose your life. You're not
1: careful. Come on. And see, for those that don't know, I talk about it all the time, but it's like music is is, is it's an art it's a blank canvas. When the producer gets on there, the musician gets on there and add those sounds, he leaves just enough room for a voice to come on there and make it all come in, because that voice is a harmonic instrument. And all of that shit comes in and then we're just blown away on the substance that we get. And as a big music fan myself, bro, I've always appreciated where people put the value into the wisdom of what's being said instead of putting out some bullshit of what's supposed to be told.
0: Yeah. And you know, it's a trip, I'll tell you real quick. Uh, it's a trip how the universe, as writers, use, use you to plant seeds for things and times that are happening years later. So it gives you like goosebumps a little bit. Like for instance, when you look at no pain, no gain, or you look at no representation on, on the Funko of Rhyme, or you go over to the Uncle Sam's curse, even the cover looked like Donald Trump. Even we said Donald Trump in the song. Even we said certain things that are happening right now. So that's how powerful music, and when you tapped into the universe, and you know you can blame it on being in your DNA or whatever. But then we're able to articulate that years later. And that's why George Clinton said Lightyear year group, Because people are just now catching up.
1: Come on, it's the power of the tongue, and some people know how to use that tongue a little bit more different so that they can hit sequences, they can hit just them different notes so that, you know, it feels you different, it hits your soul different. You listen to certain people sing, and it's like a spirit. You could be thinking about a million things, and then that voice hits, it's gone. You focus keyed in on that voice, and it just uplifts you. And you, you spoke about it earlier in the music then to now how we're starting to transition back. And... You know, I'm excited to, to not only hear as you continue to grow into what you're doing moving forward, but also the different seeds and, and different gardens that are growing from, from the things that you water. Right.
0: Well, man, you know, you said it in a nutshell, man. Music is powerful. So I'm starting to understand 432 hertz, what that really means. You know, when it hits your pituitary gland, when the audio hits your ear, when it goes down into your spirit. Everything is about a balance, yin and yang good one no good if if evil didn't exist you know what i'm saying so it's for us to go through through life and perpetuate more of a balance not too much this way not too much that way to where you don't over exaggerate your calling and don't it's more about you instead of the universe having to move you you know mu- music is supposed to move you you know it's not supposed to articulate things that are perpetuating frequencies that's going to allow you you know that's going to make you do something stupid that's why you have an influx of the big record companies like to gravitate towards the ignorance as opposed to cultivating teaching because the cure is not in the healing the cure is in feeding you this synthetic dope you know what i mean and the synthetic dope might be popular i'm talking about whatever is popular right now. You know what I mean? Just because it's popular don't mean it's good for your spirit. You know what I mean? So that's why it was an influx of these record companies because they don't really know what you've been through. They listen to some yada yada music somewhere else and their kids over there don't even know what a curb is and, 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 and the bullet in the curb is. They don't know the ghettos. So people are wising up to that. You know, people are getting tired of that. And it's time for us to take back our autonomy and independence and don't compromise that for nothing and get out the matrix system because that's what these companies want you to do. They want you to sell your soul for a price of gold and they anticipate you being on drugs. In fact, hell, they didn't get you drugs. They've been doing it since the music industry started. But now it's a paradigm shift. People are starting to wise up and open up their third eye. People are getting tired. And all our ancestors, incredible musicians, man, that died with nothing, broke, disgusted. Music took it. You know, now as a company owner, there's a lot of companies that came at me, but I will not compromise. You know what I'm saying? Because I know by what my ancestors been through, some of the great artists out there that influenced us all, all the things they had, man, you know, this game is so based upon illusion and gossip, and your success needs to be having money. No, it's about integrity, it's about change, it's about music that can help change these times. And it's good that all of us, you know, all the independent artists, and even from a legendary point of view, are really starting to stand in solidarity and say, no, we control the culture. Fuck the culture vultures. We're not going to continue to to stand for anything. You know what I mean? We're going to stand for something. And this is right. So I, I continue to encourage everybody out there, wherever you at, you know, stand out. Don't fit in. Just because everybody's quacking like a duck, spread your wings and be an eagle sometimes. And sometimes you need space, need alone time to do that, to figure it out. And that's a blessing, man. As an independent, you want to be able to say two or three years, I'm actually making a business out of it instead of taking pictures for a photo
1: op being famous on the block. Facts, facts. Bro, you pushing out some real, real beautiful gems, brother. they diamonds in the rough. And as they're from the sky, before they touch the ground, they just shining. And, you know, the most beautiful thing about it being shining is that it's being received. And, you know, being received is also the importance of the relation of what's being talked about. And, you know, relation also builds to relationships. And from your music to to the relationships, that's something that, you know, we could both say I'm, I'm included, I'm blessed. Relationships will get you places that money cannot. Absolutely. So, you know, what can you tell everyone about the importance of relationships and, and how it has, you know, bestowed upon your career where that you're able to stand tall and give such incredible knowledge so that the, the blueprint is just continuously growing for everyone watching?
0: Either you're asking or you standing, you're standing on solid ground saying, this is what I want. You know, when you ask, you're left into a thirsty situation and people will treat you thirsty. You know what I mean? In order, in order to get anything, you have to believe you are who you are. That means there's gonna be a mountain of things to climb through. But you, all you gotta do is have this simple concept. I am who I am, tunnel vision. That means you ain't gonna to try to ride into too much traffic because it's bumper to bumper traffic. You're gonna create your own lane. When you create your own lane, it takes more time. You'll have to learn about it. I can give you a bicycle or a swim to put together. And in the ghetto, we learn how to adapt and put things without reading instructions. Mm-hmm. Well, where would you be at when you read the instructions? That means that note, that, that book that you did on, to stop your, your, your back tire, it's not going it's going to stop every time. My mm-hmm. thing is a lot of people wanted fast McDonald's instead of having a slow cooked meal. What would, what would it be like to have a slow cooked meal? Meaning in relations. Take your time. Rotisserie might be learning to read tutorials on how to protect yourself, copyrights, how to properly register your music, sub publishers, conversion rates, learning about the internet, learning how and when to put your stuff out. All these things will only take you a year to learn. A year, if you put the blood down, if you stop looking at everybody else, and look at what you're doing. You understand? It's not gonna turn out the way you want because a lot of people are trying to be like somebody else instead of being themselves. Be yourself. That's one thing, no matter how long the trap thing might have been cracking, the mumble rap been cracking, and the legend time for this type of sound was down. But you gotta remember, Everybody that's playing basketball, everybody ain't going to be the champion every year. Some champions win. Some champions got to play the playoffs the following year. That's what you got to do. And you got to be able to enjoy the process and the downtime, because that's when smart business come on your downtime. When when you're not in the studio, you learn how to network and be at certain events. Well, you got to do virtual things now everything is according to how you plant your seed and remember you cannot plant a redwood tree and it grows up to be a redwood tree you have to plant a seed before it becomes a redwood tree a little small ass seed so every day you wake up is one step closer to you to your goal what a man a woman think is what you sow if you think it every day and be in a rhythm why do you think shamans are powerful why do you think Prayers are powerful because everything is in a rhythm. It's repetitive. It can be repetitive in the wrong way and it bring out those results. And it can be repetitive in a good way. Once you lock in that rhythm, watch the universe. Things are going to come to you faster. And then you're going to say to yourself, I need to kick myself in the ass. Why did I do this a long time ago? Because everything is a season. It's the reason why summer is summer and winter is winter. Don't rush summer when it's winter. Adapt and say, this is a blessing. Everything's a learning. It's no such thing as being bored. It's no such thing as, I can't move. It's no such thing that's in your head. Get the toxic things out your head, tunnel vision, and concentrate on increments. Remember, little small steps equal gigantic
1: leaps. Plain and simple. I hope y'all caught something out of that. Come on, no, you said something that really important that people, especially from like, you know, from the gutter, from from the ghettos, from, from the streets, mm-hmm. they they get the impression when you do something bad, you don't do it slick enough, you're gonna get in trouble, and you know, something's gonna happen. They don't take that same concept, if you do something good, put the work and the energy behind it, something great's gonna come from that. and, yeah. you know,
0: and, and I see the Tupac around there. It's cool to be inspired like I was inspired by George Clinton. But my name, my name ain't George Long. It's too many people trying to be Three Pox instead of being themselves. They turn around and be Small Pox. You can never be pox. You can only be inspired. So that's what we're here for: is to find your own individuality and uniqueness. But at the same time, you can contribute some of your inspiration to all those greats that you heard, that you absorb. That's what it's about. I absorb what George did and part of it. But can't nobody say, damn, cocaine is really trying to do part of it. No, cocaine learned from that and did it his own way. Find your own way and get out the way of everybody
1: else. Come on, it's all from the gumbo pot. Whether it's Tupac in the gumbo pot or Bob Marley or Mm -hmm. George Clinton or Bootsy Collins, you know, influence is influence and, and how it inspires you is how you you know the universe receives you, Righteous. And so I gotta, you know, as we talking about all the positivity, I do want to put something out there. What's something that that people got messed up, fucked up about the game, the the industry? That people owe you shit. <sighs> don't worry, owe you a motherfucking thing. Come on. In
0: a way. Nobody don't owe you nothing. Yeah, people want to play the blame game instead of looking themselves in the mirror. <clears throat> you know but all sperm cells don't get to the egg. Everybody can't go, cool. it's unrealistic to think everybody gonna make it. So what makes you special? Just because you don't? Now that don't mean that. why are you so busy badging a person that don't have half your skills, but the business is good. Now what's your problem? People got it fucked up when they think it's just about picking up a microphone. No, half the people that's looking good on, on, up on there are not selling the records that they said they sell, especially according to, to the janky-ass streaming. They're selling dough. There's a lot of niggas still selling and, and doing what they're doing. I don't mean to say, you know, of course, I ain't no snitch. That's what's happening. Because we're forced to. The record companies figured out a way on how to fuck the independent even more and all kind of things. So you got to learn and that's what I'm was able to do. I created my own Buddy Boy Digital. I got my own platform we created. So that way, if a nickel go out, I'm getting $4.99. The rest of it go to the people that, uh, your, your, uh, go daddies and all that. And I still have my distribution line through Sony, So that way, I, I'm sure a variety, but what I'm doing is, is basically weeding them out slowly. And things take time, you know, because it's just like a credit card. What are you going to do? Even though they got an Illuminati signal on the back, you still got to use your credit card. So there's ways you got to take time to learn about how to make a business out of your investments because there's a lot of people spending more money that's coming in because that's one of the things and blueprints that, that especially for the youngsters, if you really maximize and listen to what, you know, nephew Nipsey, rest in peace, Missy. Uh, you will understand, man, I'm the sperm cell that's going to get to the egg while other people are playing. And it just boiled down to that. It, it, you, you have to make time in order for time to make itself available for you. You know, you have to make the right time. Time going to give you all day. But if you waste time, too busy thinking about how I'm going to get there, why I can't get there. You shut yourself off from even learning how to get there. You know what I mean? So my suggestion to everybody is tunnel vision, like Shawshank Redemption the movie. It wasn't windows in the tunnel. He had to climb to a lot of shit, but he kept concentrating because he seen the light. If you see the light in yourself, don't let nobody dimmer your light. That's the problem. That's what brings stress. That's what brings dysfunction. Is because it's always outsourced people that is bringing on the inside. There's people to try to throw your swivel off. You have to just nope and learn how to say no. Sometimes you can't say yes to everything, especially things that's not going to benefit you spiritually
1: or business wise. Come on, come on, man! You dropping so many gems. I'd be like, oh, oh. Ooh, I guess mm-hmm. I'll be like, I'll be ready to put some in, then then you drop some more knowledge out, and it's like, oh, I gotta soak that in. Mm-hmm. Huh. That's the best teacher of life, man. That's that's his own gospel. Come on. I say it's not about your age, it's about your experience. And then it's also about what you retain. Yes, sir. What would you be doing if you wasn't doing music? Um uh, probably preaching.
0: Probably uh uh, I wanted to be a jazz artist, you know, too, as well, because I was in 13, I was first trumpet, and my dad gave me a balk, you know what I mean? So that's how I learned a lot of my harmonies and music theory and technique, by playing in the jazz band in 13, 13 and 14. So I was on that right there, you know, but it taught me a lot. Um, I studied a lot of jazz greats, from Miles Davis to UB Blake to Polonius Monk, um, to Duke Ellington. So I learned how, you know, not just picking up on on what, what records, R&B records, I was inspiring hip hop records. I actually was taught music theory, how to put records, how the most simplest things arrangements and all those things. So I look back, and I was like, wow, man. You'd be surprised how life can train you for things you don't understand but years later do. (laughs) You know, like the drunken master technique. You know, he thought he was going to do that stand, but he said, put your hands in some hot rice. He was like, what this got to do with Kung Fu? But years later, that's how life teaches you. You know, all those things you went through, whether good or bad, you understand years later, and you know what to do when you get there.
1: Come on, come on. You just got to keep plugging away. Don't quit, arrive, get to your destination. Yes, oh, what's your favorite three songs of yours of all time? That's that's all the features, that's everything. If you had your uh, own verses, what's your top three you when
0: want when it comes to cocaine? Uh, the number one song is a song called No Pain, No Gain. Mm. Uh, I didn't know that I was writing uh that song for so many funerals. You know, my grand I was raised by my grandparents and my grandmother, you know, I was mama. She was very close and I was missing her and missing a lot of people, and that was the precursor to, you know, our beloved brother Eric Wright, e z e E. That that uh song was played at his funeral, and it was played at so many. And uh, it's a blessing to be used by the universe, our God. Uh, The years later, that song helped raise so many people and helped so many people while they was going through their healing stage that all I can say is that, thank you, God, for picking me to write those lyrics. That's one. Uh, That's my number one. Um, A song called Time Keep Moving On. It's with Mitchie Slick. You know that's that's a great song. Um, shout out Dago. Yeah, shout out to Dago. Um, there's just a lot of songs. Uh, um, I guess off the Above the Law, uh, Rain Before Rainbows. You know a lot more. more if anybody asks me what's my favorite, I'ma always pick the the prolific message songs. Because that's what I believe, and that's what era I come from. Where you had to have a balance, you know. You could turn on a Marvin Gaye, "What's Going On," and then a sexual healing. You know, I always would articulated a balance in my music, you know. And uh, that's about it, man. I can go on a list. It'll take us two weeks to name songs, but it's I'm grateful, you know, just to, to be able to still hear. It. Name those songs, man! It's a lot of great records got recorded by a lot of legendary artists, just worldwide in general. And uh, I'm just happy and blessed they they still requested this old old sound.
1: Come on, no, it's timeless. Timeless means there is no thing called old or new. It That's means right. that keeps on going to test the time, brother. Yes, sir. And I got a, I got one more entertainment question, and we're gonna run into my segments, and then we're gonna get up out of here. All right. OG, what's your dopest moment so far in this game of hip-hop that you're willing to share? What's a moment that stands out more than anything? Um,
0: Two weeks prior before uh, Tupac was about to get out of here, we was running together. And we was always running together in 91 because he was influenced by both Law NWA and cocaine. Uh, We had a... uh, uh, manager in mutual business partners named Atrian, who was the manager of Digital Underground. So Pac was always, when we did, we all in the same gang in the Nixon Gardens with Mike Concepcion. Pac was around. When we did Niggas for Life, you know, uh, he was around. Uh, he was around us all the time. So I used to make up songs like Someday I Feel Like My Day Is Coming. I always used to touch on life and death, and he was influenced by that. So years later, when he went through his extremes in jail, he got out and you know did the death row thing. And I ain't seen him. And we were we were uh, what was at the Madreon on Sunset in Hollywood, California. Me, Spice One, uh, Caffeine, the actor, and Banks and Low homie Speedy from Long Beach, Bmf Speedy. Uh, we seen pop rolling. We was just rolling. And we seen him. He was like, nigga, cocaine, what's up, my nigga? He's like, come wow. out, nigga, where you niggas at? So he turned around in his robes, and we parked it at the Majibani came up, spilled it a while, and then he said, man, come follow me. So we go wiggle at his house. I remember like it's yesterday, I'm Sherman Oaks. Banked right up, Sherman Oaks in the valley. Went to his house, and I was on the piano. And I remember walking in his house, he had, the outlaws was there eating them, all oh, they was there and I went to the piano and I was, sometimes I feel like my day is coming. Won't you free my mind? Free my
1: mind,
0: free, and you know, all that stuff. Pac was like, nigga, that's my shit. Cause he, he loved that type of shit because it was part of his destiny. He knew he was gonna go, but he was influenced by it. So we get to the studio, k and me Spice One, and he said, man, I'm about to start this thing called Nation. You know, of course, we got the outlaws with cocaine, Spice One, I want you to be a part of this. You know what I mean? I said, no problem. So we do a song called Fortune and Fame. Fortune and Fame, something we all adore. But it was a moment because the engineer was two seconds on getting his ass beat. Pac was very serious about his work. Me, I'm a little bit more like, you know, I'll talk to you. But Pac was like, I'm about to get up out of here. Nigga, you got to get this shit right. You know what I mean? So we finally got it right. And next day, we go to the set in downtown LA. we filming a movie with Jim Belushi. I forget what that movie is called. Loving the Bullet or something. And yeah. we, all, we all clowning this shit. And he was like, nigga, I'm about to go to New York. And then when I get back, uh, I want you as Spice One to come to To meet me in Vegas, we'll meet Suge, we we'll meet everybody out there. I said, like, all right. So the day he go out to Vegas, you know, he hit us up, and I'm like, all right, we can't go because I just put out a record called One More Nigga to Go with yellow, you know, for the homie Easy E who passed. And I was like in the office. I said, like, I can't go. Spice couldn't, he couldn't go, so he went out there. And he said, all right, I'll see you niggas back. It's pop talking, and it was like out of a dream, my dude, like, I get a phone call, and me and B-Legit b on the phone, and he was like, he sounded down, yeah, Be legit that's my pop, my dog, shout out to b he was on the phone, he was like, man, you heard what happened, he was like, man, they got it, I'm like, what you talking about, I'm like, pop, man, they got it, so I'm like, I didn't believe you, you know, I'm, like, I'm gonna call you back, right, so I seen it, and I just, you know, I couldn't even help it, man. The tears just cracked down my eye, man. I, I couldn't even hold it back. Like I just talked, we just talked to him. He was just here. Like we were supposed to be out there. All these little things running through your mind, and it just was one of those things, man, where it took me back to like Easy E. How um, I'm not even gonna lie, how sad it was you know, for Eric to pass. And then a year later, so uh, Pop passed. It was just surreal, man, like some shit out of a movie, a fucking movie or something. But going back to remember uh, what those two stood for um, was just incredible. And not not to say uh and, oh, not to, not mean to not say, but also interjected. It's amazing all the 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 features and work I've done with the legends are not here. From easy to pop to KMG to Jay Dillon to Mac Dre to Jacka to Nipsey Hussle. I can't even I count on both hands that that I was blessed enough to be able to work with those credible legends, man, that left jewels. And, you know, it's just, it's a trip, man, to, to, to be able to tell the audience how it really was, and, you know, and fill them with that inspiration, not from a speculative point of view, but actually being there, man, ain't nothing like being there, man. And, you know, I pride myself Not just, you know, the accolades is cool, being the most featured artist. Yeah, that's a legacy for my kids and generations to come. But to be able, kind of like the disciples did with Jesus, to be able to actually tell you how it was. Come on. It's amazing.
1: It's just amazing. Nah, them some of my favorite, favorite rappers, come on, from Nipsey to Pac to, to to the Jack, like, yeah <laughs> that shit fucks me up thinking about them,
0: yeah, so you know i I you know all I'm saying is they left us all something, yes, and you know, praise God, that's what type of person I would love. I ask God if I have to go out, which everybody has to go one day, hopefully I'll be here for fifty more years, yeah. so you know what I mean, um, but to leave something is everything. To be remembered and inspired, inspire inspire whole generations and worldly generations.
1: Man, I'm at a joyful place right now. Come on, come on. Man, bruh, uh, I ain't gonna lie, bruh, we done ran through our time. Uh, But you know what? Sometimes when shows don't go the way you plan them, it goes the way it's supposed to go. And you (laughs) have to embrace the energy and brother the energy you put out here on not only the show but to the universe is is so much quality that that i don't even think a diamond rectifies the amount of information and just the the ability of power you put out because knowledge is power but when you use that knowledge it's a superpower and you guys so much of it on here brother your testimonies you was just an open book i appreciate you
0: that's all good man it's like we we, we we wanna uh keep you uplifted. We the funk moves and and it moves your soul, you know what I mean? And we're living in some funky times. So why not put some good soul and funk out there and music that's gonna inspire you? And that's what the cocaine sound is, you know, for people that don't know, know it's never talking about a nigga on the corner just selling some crack cocaine, a typical you know, stereotypical story. You know, this is cocaine. As deadly as the name is, it's more potent than the funky message is. This is cocaine spelled K-O-K-A-N-E. Not the cocaine. The actual Coca-Cola used to put cocaine in their products and still sell it. So it's a mind fuck. But at the same time, people, people love the real shit. And they can only take WWF so long because they know that's not real.
1: Come on, substance, brother. And we ain't talking about that other. We talking about that real. And you've been able to produce that for 30 years and 30 more years to come, brother. You know, is there anything you want the viewers or the listeners to tune in and support and run up? Let them know.
0: Stay sharp at uh, what you're doing. You know, sharpen the surgical tools. Learn about it. Stay prayed up. Apply and adopt positive things that's going to help this thing called a hobby actually turn into a business for you and be the sperm cell to get to the egg. There's a couple of announcements I like to make. I don't want to be on too, take up too much of your time, brother. But uh, uh the new single uh, I got coming out is called Monkey Wasn't Funky. You're going back to the essence of funk. K-funk, that is, introducing a new genre of music. I did the PG, now I'm doing the K-funk. And uh, the song is called Monkey Wasn't Funky, produced by this incredible cat named Mofok overseas. He's killing them right now. And uh, Monkey Wasn't Funky dance. We're doing a $1,000 dance contest, you know, to bridge in the gaps with people our age who pop, or the young generation, young millenniums, to make up a Monkey Wasn't Funky dance. That'll be out soon, if not out already. And uh, stay tuned for the new album, it's coming soon. I had called the album, Wake Up To Get Your Cake Up, which is dropping in 2021. But, you know, the universe said, man, go back. Go back to the 70s and 80s. So this new cocaine album is called Gimme Five on the black hand side. You understand what I'm saying? So that'll be out soon. You also can go to my site at buddyboyent.com. That's B-U-D-E-B-O-Y-E-N-T.com. And go get the classic cocaine collection and check out the new artist. Shout out to my daughter. She's also coming out. You know, the the she's the tree on the branches. You know what I mean? Anissa Long, aka Young Columbiana. She's coming out with a song called F- Boy Signs with the single and video coming soon. And I have my nephew from Ohio. I know it's a lot of information. I'm trying to get in. His name is Fucking Justin, aka Justin Moon he got a cut coming out called Man Please. So he's from Ohio, stand up to Cleveland, Ohio. And uh, I can go on for days telling you a lot of stuff. We also have a cocaine strain coming out. We also have uh, the cocaine gear coming out for the high scale and the street gear. So there's a lot of things that you know I'm applying myself to, but make sure you tap in to buddyboyent.com. Shout out to all the people who've been rocking with me all these years. Shout out to my man right here. And uh you know where to reach me, man. Come to the source if you need some of that cocaine on your music, man. I make hits and not demos. Holla at you guy, man. Much love and God bless.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's contrast uh cut it season four, episode eleven. Man, big shout outs to Uncle Snoop's Army and Bobby D oh, yeah team. Shout out, shout out to my guys.
0: You know, me and I just talked to Snoop yesterday, so. We, we back at it again always showing the solidarity so you know we got some of that, that last meal part two coming mm-hmm. so shout out to him and Bobby D's doing some incredible business move also inspiring uh these young brothers how to make certain pivots in business so Everybody's connecting back together, man.
1: This is the culture, man. We are the culture, man. Nothing don't move without us. Come on, come on. Now without them brothers, I wouldn't be able to do incredibly dope shit like chop it up with cocaine and, and really dip into the history and really yeah. divulge, bro. Just the no, ever-
0: speak on we didn't even speak on the history me and me and uh got. You know what I mean? But that's like part two, man, because you know, we'll do a we should do a doghouse series with cocaine alumni. That'd be cool. Yeah, because, besides ruthless, that kind of helped me catapult my name, you know, to get to a lot of other sources. Some incredible records from The Last Meal, rest in peace, Badass, uh, East Siders, Doggies Angels, Doggies All-Stars.
1: Incredible. Come on. Come on. man. That's
0: part, the, that's part two, Jack.
1: We're going to run it back for sure, for sure. Yeah. Incredible conversations, brother. It didn't even feel like an interview, it just ran through like it felt like 10 minutes turned into an hour. Like, uh. yes, sir, it's 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 special,
0: man. Man. man, bless us, brother. I
1: appreciate you, and man, I can't wait to run it up again with you. Yes, sir, man.
0: make sure y'all go to that site and text back. Okay, come
1: on, buddy boy, entertainment. Stop playing with everybody, All yourself in and tune in and download. Buddy.
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: A boy, I like man i know you guys can't smell this right now and i ain't talking about none of that other stuff i'm talking about some of that good stuff that smell good stuff i think it's breakfast what time is it it's breakfast time make sure you tune in to contrast uncut no matter what you're doing whether you're eating breakfast you're smelling good food like i'm smelling or if you're smelling other stuff we're good to watch too make sure you tune in thank you